and what you see there is is in the Pfizer documents, there are 42,000 plus adverse events in the first three months of rollout. 36,000 of them are in the United States. The other largest tranches in Western Europe in order of political importance, uh, Britain, Germany, France, then Greece, Spain, Italy, and all the rest of those 7,000 left over uh, took place in the 51 other countries around the world where it was rolled out. So disproportionately, you know, Americans and Western Europeans were being killed off. And what you're now seeing, um, and Igor Chudov has thoroughly proven this by uh, using only government data, is that the um, harms to fertility, which my team broke and which I broke um, about seven months ago, that's resulting in, a, as I mentioned, a 13 to 20 percent dive in Western countries, N- you know, not in under vaccinated under vaccinated countries, they're surviving, but in Western countries um, and in Australia and in New Zealand, those are the those are the people who can no longer reproduce. So that's why I say it's a bioweapon and that China has unleashed it. And now we're finding out as more and more um, disclosure comes out, like Dr. Redfield's bombshell interview with The Hill yesterday or the day before. Now we find that indeed the, you know, it was a lab leak and that it was and the virus itself was created as a bioweapon in China, in alliance with China. And they have the same ingredients, right? The spike protein is in the virus, artificially manufactured in a Wuhan facility overseen by the People's Liberation Army, which people have to understand in China, science is the state, science is the Communist Party. And the injection has a spike protein, which is toxic, which continues to be manufactured, causing all kinds of problems that we're seeing. So uh, 360 degrees, it's proven now. Um, and, and our book is, is an absolutely central map to this crime that this is a, a weapon launched against us, both the virus and the vaccine. We, we, we've got to get the word out, folks. This is like if the SS had the technology to kill Jews w- without the trouble of transporting them in boxcars, just press a few buttons, get a few bureaucrats. That's what we're dealing with, and it's impossible to take it in, but we have to take it in. We'll be right back with Naomi Wolf. Yes, I'm already standing on the ground. I still have to ask again, why would Pfizer do this? I understand why the Chinese communists would do this because they right. want to take over the world. And they thought, you know what? We don't need to use Zyklon B and have a, a complex system. It's very simple. Uh, this will do the work like a neutron bomb. Nothing could be simpler. I understand why the Chinese communists would do that and have done that. How does Pfizer fit into this? Uh, sure. the Pfizer executives uh Talk about that. Yeah. Well, you're asking exactly the right question, Eric. My research found um, by June of last year that Pfizer is not a German company. Pfizer is a German Chinese company and specifically BioNTech, which is the subsidiary that Pfizer bought exactly in order to produce this mRNA vaccine, right? It had never had a successful um, launch of a product before. Um, BioNTech. BioNTech has a memorandum of understanding with the Chinese Communist Party to produce these vaccines. And in, so so when you're getting a Pfizer injection, you're getting an injection that is 
manufactured and, and the IP is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. And I can give you more detail if you like. We'll be right back, folks. It's my uh, joy to be speaking with Naomi Wolf. Don't go away. Taxes show. Uh, here comes Eric Metaxas. Hey, folks, welcome to the program. Folks, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, we have exciting news. Two pieces of exciting news. The first piece of exciting news is that we have back as our guest. Naomi Wolf. Naomi, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be speaking with you again. Well, listen, the second piece of exciting news is that what we spoke about the last time, this book. Tell my audience um, about this book. It gives me hope, if I may be almost hyperbolic for the world, that this book is being published, is available today. Yeah. May I just jump in and share? Please. Okay. Thank you so much, Eric. So um, I've spoken in the past about this project, which is these 3,500 medical and scientific experts who have convened from all over the world uh, to read through the tens and tens and tens of thousands of documents, internal Pfizer documents released under court order um, that the FDA sought to keep hidden for 75 years. And they show, they reveal, and we've spoken about this, the greatest crime against humanity in in our entire history as human beings. Um, And it was intentional and Pfizer knew, and it was 360 degrees of attack on human health, human fertility, um, other issues that I've brought to this audience, strokes, uh, heart attacks, um, uh, degradation of reproductive capacity, horrors done to women's menstrual cycles, um, cancers, uh, babies convulsing, illegal experimentation on babies and minors, um, poisoned breast milk. I mean, I could go on and on. All of the- Naomi, for for my audience who is not at all familiar with this, I always want to underscore the horror. So it's crystal clear highlighting this. You're saying uh, that according to these Pfizer documents, um, which you and your incredible, huge team of experts uh, has uh, dove into, uh, or is it dived? The question is, you're, you're, you're saying Pfizer knew, not only knew, but designed harms. Um, people will want to know, was that the communist Chinese? Was it a handful of people at Pfizer? Because again, what you said earlier, it sounds like hyperbole, the greatest, uh, 
you know, a, a crime against humanity. Unfortunately, that's exactly correct. But it, it it's hard for people to get their heads around this horror, just as it was ha- hard to get our heads around the Holocaust as we opened these camps and saw the bodies. It, it, it is literally on that level and worse. So what is it when you say Pfizer? Who, who is Pfizer? This is not just some American uh, uh, greedy uh, Bill Gates people. What, what is this exactly when you say this for the enormity right. of it to make sense? Sure. And, you know, you're exactly right to bring up this moment in history right at the end of World War II when the Allies were kind of opening, you know, the gates to hell and seeing the bodies stacked up and taking footage. And the world could not believe for quite a while that this had happened or the scale of it or the intentionality of it. And I see Bonhoeffer, your wonderful book about Bonhoeffer in the background. And, you know, this, these are the, you know, the few people who at the time were trying to alert the world. There's something happening beyond the scale of human evil that we've seen before. So that's exactly where we're at. And I would say that's why this book, the Pfizer documents um, research analysis reports the war room daily cloud book, which, launched yesterday in paperback is so important because there you've got the you've got the receipts, right? It's not a matter of interpretation or rhetoric. Um, these are doctors and scientists, highly credentialed. They are using primary source documents, which are the Pfizer's own internal documents, and they're sharing in lay terms what they found there with links and citations. So there's no question that that you know, this is a, a crime that Pfizer and the FDA thought would never become public. They never expected these documents to be public. So who committed this crime? Well, first, let me say it wasn't a handful of renegades at Pfizer. It, it was the entire, it, you know, it, it was it was legions of scientists, researchers and um, officials. Uh, this was the business plan. Um, and it wasn't just a handful of renegades at the FDA. The reason the FDA tried to ask the court to block the release of these documents is that the FDA is is the custodian of these documents. But the the documents say at the bottom, confidential FDA or FDA confidential. They all went from Pfizer to the FDA. The FDA was supposed to have did sign off on every single page and then rubber stamped and continues to rubber stamp emergency use authorizations for adults, for then minors, then children, now babies. Um, And the CDC is also complicit. So it is a massive um, group of criminals who are aligned. Um, Add to the criminals, President Biden, because he and the White House had these documents or they were supposed to be reported up the chain of command to them. So when they were telling, when the President Biden, I'll never forget in September, 2021, ruined my Christmas vacation by saying to everyone in America, you have to get vaccinated. If you're unvaccinated, we're losing patients with you. Um, You're, you know, you're bringing disease and death on your community and your family. Well, he and his White House staff knew perfectly well that these injections did not work, that Pfizer knew that within one month of rollout in November 2020, they knew that they were harming the hearts of minors. Pfizer knew that by April of 2021. They knew that 
Pfizer had to hire 2,700 full-time staffers to deal with the flood of adverse events being reported just in the first three months. Um, they would have known about the other massive crimes revealed in the Pfizer documents, like, uh, you know, 62 people had strokes of, of which half of the adverse events were within 48 hours of the rollout. Um, they would know, even as they were saying that the injection stays at the injection site, Pfizer and the FDA and the White House knew that, in fact, that's a lie. And it bio distributes to every organ in the human body and gathers in the ovaries, if you're a woman, in the brain, in the lymph, in the heart, and the liver and the adrenals and the spleen. Um, they would have known what's coming to light now, which my team broke as a story about eight months ago, uh, that the pseudouridine action in the mRNA vaccines is a is a factor in turbo cancers, the kind of rapidly escalating cancers that we're seeing now. Um, they knew that polyethylene glycol, I mean, to me as a mother, this is one of the most horrific things. They knew that polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct, coats the mRNA, coats the lipid nanoparticle that holds the mRNA and um, biodistributes, as I mentioned, throughout the body, including into breast milk. And Pfizer knew that the poisoned breast milk of vaccinated moms, they identify four women having blue-green breast milk after getting vaccinated, um, but that that contaminated breast milk was leading uh, infants uh, to go into convulsions. And one baby died in the Pfizer documents. Um, additional reports. They knew that uh, they gave a seven-year-old girl a stroke, a seven-year-old English girl they they injected her with this in the trial period and she had a stroke and they buried it in a footnote. A two-month-old baby sustained liver damage. I mean, I could go on and on, but what I really want to stress is the sterilization effect um, that is 360 degrees. Uh, and we're now seeing the results of this in the baby die-off, the 20% drop in live births in vaccinated countries. Okay, so we know this is real. We know that this is documented in the book that is out Today, what is the title once again? It's the War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports. Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports, War Room Daily Clout. Okay. Um, I still have to ask again, why would Pfizer do this? I understand why the Chinese communists would do this because they right. want to take over the world and they thought, you know what, we don't need to use. Zyklon B and have a, a complex system. It's very simple. Uh, this will do the work like a neutron bomb. Nothing could be simpler. I understand why the Chinese communists would do that and have done that. How does Pfizer fit into this? Uh, sure. the Pfizer executives uh, talk about that. Yeah. Well, you're asking exactly the right question, Eric. My research found um, by June of last year, that Pfizer is not a German company. Pfizer is a German Chinese company and specifically BioNTech, which is the subsidiary that Pfizer bought exactly in order to produce this mRNA vaccine, right? It had never had a successful um, launch of a product before um, BioNTech. BioNTech has a memorandum of understanding with the Chinese Communist Party to produce these vaccines. And in, so so when you're getting a Pfizer injection, you're getting an injection that is manufactured and, and the IP is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. And I can give you more detail if you like. We'll be right back, folks. It's my uh, joy to be speaking with Naomi Wolf. Don't go away. All of the time, baby, all the way. 
Hey there, folks. Today, we are partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere. Because of interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID, the list of families unable to feed their children goes grows longer by the day. But you can make a difference in these families today. A meal-for-meal meal match means that your one-time gift of $144, that's the meal-for-meal meal match, your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. That's two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggle to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for tortilla. Knowing your gift will never have more impact than right now, would you rescue one family, three families, or even 10 families by going to going to metaxastalk.com and click on the red send food banner? You could text, you can also uh, text the keyword Eric to 91999. You'll get a link to make your life saving gift. Text Eric to 91999 or to give your gift by phone, call the toll free number 844 863 Hope, 844 863 Hope, 844 863 Hope. God bless you. Folks, welcome back. I'm talking to Naomi Wolf. Naomi, um, there's literally nothing more important uh, or horrifying than than what you and your team have uncovered. Um, it is in this book, which is now available, uh, War Room Daily Clout Pfizer Documents Report. So here's another question. Um, it's all there, chapter and verse. I can't think of anything that would be a bigger news story is any mainstream media, are there any journalists alive, sentient beings willing to do the journalistic work to report on what you have hand delivered to them? Uh, ha, ha. Uh, another fantastic question. Um, and just to add a couple more bullet points to my assertion, which seems wild on the face of it, that these are manufactured by China. Um in 2021, RSEC received a filing from BioNTech uh, noting that 100% of the IP in the mRNA injections was completely transferred to China. It says to China in the SEC filing. It doesn't say to a Chinese individual, to a Chinese company. It says to China, meaning to the Chinese Communist Party. Also, the CCP, through their subsidiary Fosun Pharmaceuticals, which has the MOU with BioNTech, that means a joint venture understanding to those who, uh, you know, don't know that jargon, understandably. Um, that MOU led the Chinese Communist Party to manufacture, as I mentioned, a billion doses. Now, Chinese people are not receiving these mRNA injections made by Pfizer, right? These are all going to Western Europe and North America. And so they opened 13 manufacturing plants in Western Europe and two in the United States. One is in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and one is in Princeton, New Jersey. So right now, when you get a Pfizer injection, you are literally getting an injection that's manufactured by the CCP. The ingredients are owned by the CCP. The tech 
in IP is owned by the CCP, which could mean the um, the ingredient uh, list, or it could mean the method of distribution. It could even mean the data harvested by this mass injection rollout, which has been highly um, digitized in terms of sweeping up all your data. Um, and so, and, and and the CCP wants to to kill us. I mean, as my husband Brian O'Shea, who uh, has been in military intelligence for many years, noted the CCP wants our land, wants our water, wants our resources, um, doesn't want our population. And then the last thing I want to say about why I believe this is a bioweapon distributed by the CCP is that you can kill people by things as simple as or maim them as uh, adjusting the um, the dosage or adjusting the temperature. And I just want to note um <sighs> The dosage has been wildly adjusted. Uh, for instance, Moderna has more than three times the active ingredients of Pfizer. Um, Pfizer gives, you know, three times the active ingredients to a 10-year-old as to, a, I'm sorry, to a 12-year-old as to a 10-year-old, even if they're the same size, you know. So this is lethal. And the internal documents show that the 100 micrograms, um, which is the adult Moderna dose is radio uh, is reactogenistic is, is dangerous. So you just, all you need to do is triple the dose as they did with the doses of children. They were giving a hundred micrograms of active ingredients to children in the recently um, issued children's authorization. Uh, and what you see there is, is in the Pfizer documents, there are 42,000 plus adverse events in the first three months of rollout. 36,000 of them are in the United States. The other largest tranches in Western Europe in order of political importance, uh, Britain, Germany, France, then Greece, Spain, Italy, and all the rest of those 7,000 left over uh, took place in the 51 other countries around the world where it was rolled out. So disproportionately, you know, Americans and Western Europeans were being killed off. And what you're now seeing, um, and Igor Chudov has thoroughly proven this by uh, using only government data, is that the um, harms to fertility, which my team broke and which I broke um, about seven months ago, that's resulting in, a, as I mentioned, a 13 to 20 percent dive in Western countries, N you know, not in under vaccinated under vaccinated countries, they're surviving. But in Western countries, um, and in Australia and in New Zealand, those are the those are the people who can no longer reproduce. So that's why I say it's a bioweapon and that China has unleashed it. China also manufactures the uh, injection, um, the the needles, uh, which have also had terrible problems. Um, and China manufactures the PR, PCR tests, which also have had, you know, hideous false positives. And now we're finding out as more and more um, disclosure comes out, like Dr. Redfield's bombshell interview with The Hill yesterday or the day before. Now we find that indeed the, you know, it was a lab leak and that it was and the virus itself was created as a bioweapon in China, in alliance with China. And they have the same ingredients, right? The spike protein is in the virus, artificially manufactured in a Wuhan facility overseen by the People's Liberation Army, which people have to understand in China, science is the state, science is the Communist Party. And the injection has a spike protein, which is toxic, which continues to be manufactured, causing all kinds of problems that we're seeing. So, at 360 degrees, it's proven now. 
um, and, and our book is is an absolutely central map to this crime, that I mean, this is a, a weapon launched against us, both the virus and the vaccine. We, we, we've got to get the word out, folks. This is like if the SS had the technology to kill Jews without the trouble of transporting them in boxcars, just press a few buttons, get a few bureaucrats. That's what we're dealing with. And it's impossible to take it in, but we have to take it in. We'll be right back with Naomi Wolf. Yes, I'm already standing on the ground. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever. Get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillars, bolster pillows, and so much more. All the biggest discounts of the year are happening right now, so don't miss out. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ERIC or call 1-800-978-3057, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Again, use code ERIC and save MyPillow.com. Folks, welcome back. Talking to Naomi Wolf, uh, Naomi, um, people can find you at Daily Clout, C-L-O-U-T. That always makes me think of Babe Ruth uh, hitting home runs. They were clouts. Dailyclout.io. Dailyclout.io. You're saying things that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grieved to know are true. They're unprecedentedly horrific, evil. So it takes time for people to process this. And you and I know that what we call the mainstream media, the uh, the chattering classes, the cultural elites with whom we went to school, they do not want to buy any of this. This is repulsive to them. Discussing it is repulsive to them. Allying with people like Steve Bannon uh, or Eric Metaxas to get the word out is repulsive to them. They care less about the reality than uh, about what people might think of their uh, affiliations. That's ultimately, for me, the war that we're in right now is getting this important uh, truth out uh, to to people who, you know, maybe at this today they're watching uh, CNN or Fox News. They're not hearing one word about your book or what you've uncovered. No, you're absolutely right. And um, I actually, my latest essay on Substack is about this, Eric. I went to Brooklyn and, you know, dipped a toe in the hipster waters of liberal elite, you know, media land. And it's absolutely a consensus of silence. Um, we want to move on. Don't talk about it. Uh, and all these news outlets where we chattering classes used to get our trusted news, they all took the money, right? They took the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation millions to lie about the vaccine um, and they and, and about the dangers of COVID to start out with. Um, 
it, not that it wasn't dangerous, but they categorically hyped the dangers, as I described in my book, The Bodies of Others. And they also took the CARES Act money, um, which sent a billion dollars to media and to trusted messengers of our tax dollars to continue to lie about this injection to downplay the dangers. I mean, Eric, I remember right before I was banned from Twitter, as it turns out, at the behest of this White House colluding with Twitter, um, I remember tweeting a Purva Mandavili the uh, New York Times reporter on COVID, and she was saying, pregnant ladies, it's fine. You're supposed to get injected with this injection. And I was like, Apoorva, where are the studies? Where? How can you say that? There are no studies. Show me the studies. And she blocked me. Um, but but literally, that's what she was telling people. That was Those were the talking points. It's safe and effective for pregnant women. Well, these lipid nanoparticles traverse the placenta. This is one of the most criminal things the New York Times has ever done. They sent their reporter to lie to pregnant women, to say it was safe, to say that it would not cross the placental barrier. These lipid nanoparticles have been known for 10 years to cross every membrane in the human body, and the placenta is a membrane. So shame on them. But yeah, it's a conspiracy of silence now because they took the money. Um, And now it's probably a conspiracy of silence, too, because psychologically, how can you face what you've done, right, if you're in that world? If you dragged your children to the pediatrician, got them injected with something that's going to sterilize them or maim them, if you insisted that your elderly mom couldn't come to Thanksgiving unless she got injected and got the booster, and now she's got heart damage or she's dead, God forbid, you know, how can you face yourself? So, so like, literally, I'm talking to only alt media. I'm talking to, you know, conservatives and people like you. I do want to say one other thing about that silence, Eric. I don't know if it's urgently germane, but it's really notable to me. You know, you and I talk about spiritual matters. And I am like un, un, uh, unmediated when I share with you that element of what's going on. You know, I've been reading Exodus and the, the, the angel of death skipped over the houses of the children of Israel, you know, who marked their, their lintels with a, a, the blood of the lamb, right? That's, that, that's how we escaped um, having our firstborn children wiped out. Um, and I, I mentioned this because the weird experience, experience I had for the last year and a half is that when I began to see the signals of damage, especially to women and, and babies and fertility um, in the Pfizer documents and, and in my own research, no one in the secular world talked to me about it. I mean, I was banished from the secular world. But the people who called me, the people who booked interviews, the people who were willing to talk about this difficult subject of women's menstrual cycles being you know, dysregulated and ruined, they were people of faith. And the people who received the warning from me and my team and Amy Kelly overwhelmingly were people of faith. Um, and so bizarrely, we're in a situation now, you know, which seems kind of extraordinary in which half the country got these warnings, but it was, it was conservative, you know, independent people, skeptical people, maybe, you know, secular people among them, but overwhelmingly the people who were willing to disseminate the information were people of faith. You know, I just think that's extraordinary. However, the problem is you, we have to save the lives of secular people who are reading, you know, the New York times and watching, watching CNN. And they are, you know, as you say, like this should this book has gone from 
3,900 to 270 on Amazon overnight. It's almost in the top 100. Um, it's in the top seven movers and shakers on Amazon, literally word of mouth. But uh, the New York Times is not touching this story. Washington Post, Wall Street Journal. I know these people. They're not touching the story. My, you know, someone in the literary world who advises me, I said, Hey, great news. I've got, you know, this Pfizer documents book is a top three bestseller on Amazon in the Kindle edition. This was a few weeks ago. She said, I told you to move on. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to engage with that at all. Listen, the voice of the devil speaks through our friends, speaks through colleagues. I've experienced this. Uh, We have to have discernment um, because there's nothing new here. The evil that existed in Nazi Germany, the willingness of people to look the other way to save their job because the whole thing made them nervous. They didn't want to be tagged as not sufficiently pro-Hitler, whatever it is. There's nothing new. This is all precisely the same. And right. people don't want to talk about it. What you wrote on Substack about the Brooklyn thing was just beautiful. We'll be right back. Final segment, folks, talking to Naomi Wolf, the book, War Room Pfizer Documents Report. Dailyclout.io is the website. Naomi, we're talking about everything. Uh, We're talking about you did something the other day. We just got a couple of minutes left, but you really bravely wrote about uh, how you um, had initially uh, accepted kind of the mainstream uh, government narrative about J6 and how horrified you were at just the little bit that Tucker Carlson revealed. And then. Uh, how he's been swatted down by, I don't know if it's Rupert Murdoch or his sons, Uday and Kusay. I don't know what is happening in America, but you were brave enough to say that. I want to say from the bottom of my heart, on behalf of millions of Americans, thank you, because we all need to be transparent about our own failings. And my failings have been significant uh, on on past narratives, buying on to things. Um, so th- thank you for writing about J6. And I think we're only getting we're only beginning all of these things. And what happened then? What happened with this vaccine? It, it, it's all part of a paradigm shift completely uh, unprecedented in our lifetimes, to put it kind of mildly. Well, thank you. Um, so, yes, I did write a letter of apology to conservatives you know, also on my Substack, stack. And uh, I, it, I was very moved. It got millions of views. Um and and people were very appreciative, which I appreciate because I was admitting, a, you know, a failure with, of my own, which is that I, I did believe the mainstream narrative for the most part about January 6th. I didn't ask enough questions you know, and until I saw Tucker Carlson's release of the additional footage um, from J6. And I'm not saying I know what happened that day. It's very, very complicated. I do want to just note for the record that 
you know, any violence in protest uh, should, you know, people who, who are violent need to be accountable, whether they're on the left or on the right. But, I, you know, I did see things that raised a lot of questions about the story we were told about January 6th overall. And among the things I want to highlight to you that I addressed in my essay, um, and I believed a lot of other nonsense that turned out to be not true, uh, like, um, you know, a nonsense that led President Trump not to have a clear shot for reelection. Uh, but I believe things like the Steele dossier. And I believe that, you know, President Trump was a Russian asset. And I believed so many things that CNN and Johns Hopkins and the New York Times told me were true. And I should have been more skeptical. But that said, one of the big things I learned in researching that essay is that you can't trespass in a public building. Um, that what I really resent about the narrative that my former team, the Democrats, spun about January 6th is that somehow this was a, you know, the Capitol is a sealed space in which only legislators are allowed and the public is never allowed. And so anyone who walked in is engaging in an insurrectionary activity. Well, that is just historically untrue. The Capitol is a public building. The public has a right to walk into the Capitol. That was a weekday. It was open. And um, there. And I also know as a White House spouse, former White House spouse, and as a former political consultant, there's no such thing as confusion in terms of security at those buildings. Um, in other words, every one of those buildings has a rock solid security plan uh, overseen by DHS. And you you just can't have the confusion in security practices that you had without something being wrong. You, you wrote about this, as you do about everything, at great length. I'm astonished by how detailed your substack. Uh, you, you really, really get into this stuff amazingly. We're basically out of time, but we have to have you back to talk about this and, and many other things. And Naomi, at the heart of all of this, there are people going through a process right now. There are people who, because of brave voices like yours, willing to say, oh, I got that wrong, are themselves beginning to think, is it possible for me to admit I got that wrong or that I got that wrong or that I got that wrong? I got a lot of stuff wrong in, in the past. And it's important we talk about that. It's important that we say, I was wrong. I repent. Use whatever term you want because there's no way forward unless we're honest. I'm sorry we're out of time. Thank you, uh, Naomi. Congratulations on the book. God bless you. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much. Take care.